they, you know, they do this. When T.A. gets up there, they got to do this. And so I'm, I'm hard, I'm hard to adjust for, for those guys up there in the sound booth. But uh, I'm just going to talk into this, Brad, and I'm going to try to stay uh, right, right behind the podium uh, tonight. It is good to see everybody out tonight, especially uh, the CYC folks who have made it back from the trip this weekend, uh, all safe and sound. And I'm sure they had a terrific, uh, terrific weekend and probably already thinking about uh, about next year. And don't forget, young people, the the retreat now is, is less than two weeks away, uh, right down here at the Stag's house. And the young people will be together again for the weekend. And so uh, please be planning on that as well. I have been... Uh, called upon many times, too many really, to speak at memorial services for folks, and I always try to just be as positive as I can, regardless of the circumstances, no matter what has happened, and I I have been put in some pretty difficult positions sometimes, but I always try to be just as as positive as as I can. I I believe that when I'm in those positions, my job is to try to help that family. I'm supposed to try to comfort and encourage that family. And that's what I'm trying to do every time. I won't tell an untruth. I won't won't do that. But I, I try to say as many positive things as I can and try to help that family in, in every way that I can. Uh, words, words won't fix everything. But as much as I can, I try to be positive. You know, I, I can always say, this man worked. This man obeyed the law. This man took care of his family. There's always positive things to say. And all of those things are good qualities of anybody, whether they profess to be a Christian or not. Those are things that everyone should practice. And I think it is appropriate. I truly do. And all preachers don't agree with me. I can give you the names of one or two who we've debated this a, a, a time or two. I believe that it is appropriate to do that kind of thing at a memorial service and try to help that family. But I agree with those other men in at least one way. We should understand that a person can be a, a good moral person. They're a good neighbor. They, they obey the laws and all of those things are good. But that doesn't really make them a Christian. In Matthew 19, Matthew tells us the story of a young man running, running to Jesus and he's got a question for him. What good thing must I do to inherit eternal life? And, and Jesus said to him, Well, wh- why do you call me good? There's none good but one, and that is God. But if you will enter into life, then keep the commandments. Keeping the commandments is necessary if we want to spend eternity in heaven. Jesus himself tells us in John 14 and verse 15, If you love me, he says, then keep my commandments. That's about as clear as it gets. How could it be any plainer? Jesus himself, if you love me, if you really do, then keep my commandments. 
a person can be a, a morally good person. That is a great thing. They have my respect. They have my appreciation. There are, there are not, uh, not as many good moral people in the world today as there were at one time. And, and when you find someone who is really a, a good person, you respect them and, and you appreciate them. And that's important. But Jesus tells us that being a Christian means keeping the commandments. And we can do lots and lots of, of good things and still not be practicing the New Testament. In Acts chapter 10, we have the story of a man named Cornelius. Cornelius was a Roman soldier, but he was a really, really good man. He, he really was. Luke tells us, Luke the writer of the book of Acts, he tells us about what a good man he really was. And I think most people today would look at a guy like Cornelius and say that, that he was uh, really above and beyond what most people today would consider a, a morally good man. Cornelius was a little bit uh, above that. And yet, in that story in Acts 10, Cornelius has a vision, and in that vision, he is told to send to Joppa and find a man named Peter and he will tell you what you must do. Cornelius was a really good man. He still needed to hear the gospel and he still needed to be obedient to it. In Romans 3 and verse 23, the Apostle Paul tells us that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's all of us. None of us are perfect. We have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And since that is the case, we all stand in need of God's mercy and forgiveness, which He has located in His Son, Jesus Christ. It is the blood of Jesus that washes away our sins. And that blood touches us when we are fully obedient to God's plan of salvation, and we are practicing the New Testament. You, you can't find forgiveness just anywhere. They don't sell it at Walmart. You can't order it on Amazon, like you can do most things in our day. You can't find forgiveness just anywhere. It is only located through the blood of Jesus Christ. And in order to have that blood touch us and wash away our sins, we have to be obedient to God's plan and be keeping the commandments, as Jesus said. Doing good things is great. It is a wonderful thing for anyone, whomever they are, if they're out there trying to do positive things for the world, that's, that's a terrific thing, and they deserve our, our, our respect for that. That doesn't wash away sins. Only the blood of Jesus Christ can do that. In Acts chapter 22 and in verse 16, Ananias told Saul of Tarsus, he said, Why, why tarriest thou? Arise, be baptized, and wash away thy Sins, and that's how it happens. In Genesis chapter 6, God tells Noah about a, a coming flood. 
and he tells him to, to build an ark for the, the saving of his house. Now, after God located the salvation inside that ark, that's the only place that you could find it. You couldn't be saved from the flood anywhere else. Just inside the ark in a similar way. God has located salvation for us in the church. And nowhere else can we find salvation. In fact, in 1 Peter 3 and verse 21, Peter is actually talking about the flood there. He's talking about the flood and using it as a comparison. And he says there, And the like figure, whereunto even baptism, doth also now save us. Salvation for Noah was in the ark. Salvation for us is in the church. Another example is the first Passover in, in Egypt. The Israelites were told how to put the lamb's blood around their, their door. And if they did so, then the firstborn inside those houses would be saved. I, I think I can probably say with confidence that there must have been at least a few of the Israelites who said, do we have to make a mess like that? Why do we have to put the blood around our door? Why, why do we have to do it that way? But God's plan had to be followed. When, when God gives us our instructions in His Word, when God says, this is how you do it, then all we can do is comply with what God tells us to do. That, that can be our only response, to just go along and comply and follow the instructions. The blood of lambs protected those people who were inside those houses. The blood of Jesus protects those who are in the church. God, God has limited where He will save us. And that is only in the church. And I, and I say this as, as kindly as I can. <clears throat> All of the goodness in the world does not wash away sin. And since we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God, we need God's mercy and forgiveness. We only find that in the blood of Jesus Christ and in the church that he built. A good moral man certainly can become a Christian. And it might actually be a little bit easier for them. And let me explain what I mean. If they are already living an upright life, if their life is already a, a good moral life, then it, it won't be such a drastic change for them. You know, repentance is part of the plan of salvation. That, that, means, a, that means a change. We recognize that our life has not been according to this book. And we make the decision to change our life. That's what repentance is all about. But if our life has already been an, an upright life, that'll be much easier. 
that, uh, that repentance, that change of life, won't be such a drastic change if we are already living that upright life. But even that person still has to go the same route as everyone else because we all stand in need of God's mercy and forgiveness. That is every single one of us. That means obeying the gospel. That includes repentance of sins, which we have just discussed. Repentance is just a change. Hey, we hear a, we hear a gospel sermon. We study our Bibles ourselves. Somebody talks to us about the plan of salvation, and it, and it hits us. It's like that old V8 commercial that you used to see. You know, where they used the guy says, Ah, I could have had a V8. Well, well, in this case, we say, Man, I've not been doing what God wants me to do. That's what repentance is really about. And we, we change our life. That's what it's about. It involves confessing the name of Jesus Christ. There, there's, I don't believe there's anybody in this room who does not believe that Jesus is the Son of God. We've got to be willing to acknowledge that. Jesus tells us himself that whosoever will confess me before men, him will I confess before my Father in heaven. We've got to be willing to do that. And then, immersion in the waters of baptism. That's where the blood of Jesus Christ will touch us and wash away our sins. We come up out of those waters a new creature. As far as God's concerned, we start all over right there. A member of the Lord's body. Tonight, if you have never become a Christian, if you are standing in need of God's mercy and forgiveness. The place to find that is, is going through the blood of Jesus Christ and resting in the Lord's church. That's where that mercy and forgiveness is found. You can obey the gospel this very evening. We will help you get that done. Perhaps you have been a Christian at some time in your life. You did all of these things that we just now discussed. But you have just not continue to, to practice this book. You're, you're not going by the rules anymore. If that is the case, repent of those things that, that caused you to stray, whatever it might have been. Repent of those things and ask for the prayers of the faithful and be restored. You can do that while we stand and while we sing.